Welcome back, everyone. My name is Gyan Mohani, and I'm the host of the Entrepreneurship Insights Podcast. This this morning, I want to welcome Lucy to the show. Uh, she actually has her own organization called Bow Buddies, where the goal is to inspire musicians to take up an instrument and find a new joy in their lives. Um, it's a pleasure having you on the podcast, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited for today's interview. Yeah, for sure. Same here. So, um, uh, just a question to start us off. So, just give us some background. How'd you get started? Um, wh- where'd you find the idea for Bow Buddies? Yeah, just get into that. Okay, so for a little bit of background about me, my name is Lucy Bernard, and I'm a junior in high school. And the main reason why I wanted to start Bow Buddies was because I wanted there to be a community for um, student musicians like myself. And I also saw that um, there was a little bit of a disconnect during the pandemic. So I wanted to be able to form a community, especially for those younger kids who weren't able to um, meet other musicians. And so that's kind of how Bow Buddies started. That's really interesting because um, the pandemic brought many difficulties as well as opportunities um, and and especially for music. I remember we were in the same class last year and we had to play with the recording that the teacher was playing from his house. So that was a bit difficult. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree. Like just finding that disconnect and that solution, that, that was, that's really important. Um, and so like, uh, I just just another general question. So, like, what are your future plans in this entrepreneurship field? Like, do you plan to um, take Bow Buddies further? Do you plan to start some other ventures? Like, how does that look for you? Okay, so I am a junior in high school, so pretty soon I'll be going to college and everything. I won't be studying entrepreneurship most likely during college. But um, I do find it really interesting. So some other things that I'm fascinated by with entrepreneurship is like sustainability and how that works into different business models and um, systems. And um, I'm always interested in music education. So I don't want to give up Bow Buddies, but um, I will likely be taking a lesser role in it once I go to college. Um, but definitely want to keep expanding bubbies and we can get into that, I think, a little later. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you mentioned you're a junior in high school. So how do you balance all that? You have um, events every month. You have lessons with many instructors. So I also you have a blog. So how do you balance that with your school life? I think, first of all, my first priority in Bobadis is the lessons that I give because the students depend on me as a teacher, so I have to make sure to plan my schedule around that. So I have my block of time. I try to schedule all lessons on the same day or like same morning, and then I can work my schedule around that. Um, For blog posts, I try to send out as many emails as I can, maybe in like one day, send out 20 emails to a whole bunch of people, and I might get like one response from those 20 emails and I'll just write up my blog post on that and publish it and then if I have a few I'll schedule them so it's like spread out a little bit um yeah and then for school school is also a big priority for me so school comes first um yeah yeah um one fat like one thing that fascinated me was the uh, the emails you send, right? Like, I'm way too familiar with that. 
right? Uh, many, uh, many emails have gotten not responded. Um, but I feel like that's a big thing to overcome, just being able to take rejection, um, being able to handle that. So um, we're staying a bit off topic here, but like, how, how do you manage that? Like, how do you tell yourself like, okay, it's gonna be okay. There's this to lean back on, there's this, like whatever. How do you deal with that? Something I've had to realize is that people are really busy just in general. And something that was, that I kind of learned was like, what's the worst they can say? The worst they can do is they just don't respond or they send you an email like politely saying no. They're not gonna send you a really mean email just for asking if you could do an interview with them. Um, if anything, they'll be really flattered. Um, so it's either that like they won't respond because they don't have time or they'll be really excited and want to do an interview. So I think people have to realize that like, you're a high school kid, you are kind of asking for a favor for someone to be profiled on your website. So it's okay that some people won't respond. That's, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, that's, that's really interesting, right? Because like just taking it, like, especially if like we're high schoolers and just being able to say, okay, we have less risk, I guess, in a way. So like we have less to lose when compared to someone who's maybe older. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. So um, now let's get a little bit into Bow Buddies because we just briefly touched over that. So it connects creative uh, music students with children picking up an instrument. Mm-hmm. So what service does it provide? Um, and uh, just get into a little bit more detail, like what issue is it solving? Okay, so I'll kind of go through how Bobody started and how it's grown from there. So originally, like I said, during the pandemic, I saw that disconnect between like the music communities. And so the first um, priority when it first started was to kind of get these workshops going where students could play their instrument and get a little bit of feedback from other students. So that was the first step. Um, and then we started having other workshops like music composition or music theory, music history, just for a little bit more music education. Um, and then after that, because I saw a demand, um, some people were asking or wondering a little bit about lessons. And so I think also music is not the most accessible thing in the world because um, to learn an instrument, lessons are kind of a big part of it. You can self-learn for a little bit, but um, lessons are a huge help. And so I wanted to make that accessible for more people. So we offer um, cost-free lessons. Um, And so that's kind of how that grew from there. So I teach violin. Um, We have a cello teacher, Stella's our bass teacher. And then we have another violin teacher and um, we are looking to expand. Um, So that was kind of the next step. And then around the same time, the blog started um, because personally, I find it really interesting to hear about these different careers in music. Like there's so much. We've had a music therapists, we've had music librarians, music teachers, like people who do music for social media. So I wanted to um, hear their stories and be able to share them um, with other students. So that's how the blog started. And then, yeah, since then, um, we're having an in-person event for the first time since the pandemic started, which is really exciting. Um, Yeah, that's how everything's been going. That's that's a wonderful story. Um, 
just like it, I guess it all compounds on each other, right? Like looking for more opportunities for growth and just being able to put yourself out there. Like congrats on your first new event or your first in-person event. Um, um, would you mind sharing like uh, for some of our local viewers out there who may be interested in joining? Yeah, for sure. So um, the event is called Early Childhood Instrument Petting Zoo. So um, basically the concept behind it is we're gonna have a bunch of high school students come with their instruments. So we have saxophones, clarinets, violins, violas, all sorts of instruments. And they're gonna come and be at these little tables. And um, it's aim the workshop is aimed at younger children, so early childhood. Um, and the children will be able to come around and interact with the student musicians, maybe press a couple keys or get to hear how the instrument sounds, kind of try it out a little bit. And we are also going to have um, the same music therapist that I mentioned earlier that I profiled. His name is Mr. Chanko. He's going to be at the event, um, kind of talk to the kids a little bit um, if they want to come up to him. And we are also having a kinder music teacher come. Um, yeah, so the event is at the Museum on Main in downtown Pleasanton. It's outside, completely free, um, next Saturday. Thank you for that little intro. Um, love what you're doing there, right? Like, um, like, I started music at five, it was one branch of it, and like, it would have been even better if I started even earlier, right? So just being able to inspire young people just to find a new joy that's how I like putting music in my life so um, how did you take your passions and actually develop a concrete solution because I feel like um, especially for us teens like we have wonderful ideas it's just that we don't have that determination to actually make it a reality so how did you do that mm -hmm. okay so music has been a big part of my life for a while now um, like you, I started in elementary school, not quite as young, but um, still, I think I started piano around like second grade or so, and then violin in late fifth grade. Um, so music's been a big part of my life. And then I wanted to take that passion and be able to grow something out of it because I saw a need in the community. And I think it was my mom actually, who told me like, just go for it. Like, again, what's the worst that can happen? Like, it doesn't work or no one's interested, then fine. It's just like, you drop it. But um, it did work out. But I think something big that um, is important is that it will take time. It's gonna take like marketing efforts, um, using your network and reaching out to people a whole lot um, to get the organization started and thriving. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned uh, just going for it, right? Like, what's the worst that can happen? But I feel like um, for many of us, excuses are a big part. Like, we're like, okay, it's going to take time. I don't want to put, put in that effort and all that. So I feel like that's also a really big thing to consider. So, like, um, I've heard some places that, okay, this entrepreneurship organization building startup founding isn't for everyone because you have to have that mental aspect also mm -hmm. so um how did you use your network to jumpstart the founding process okay so the beginning was definitely a little bit slow i would say um because i didn't know too too many people um but i did start off with 
my friend actually who plays Indian violin. So I, that was my first interview ever. Um, and then I moved on to my violin teacher, my sister's cello teacher. So those were like the first three interviews, all people I kind of knew. Um, and then after that, it was like people who knew my teachers. And then after that, it was just like looking people up on LinkedIn, like keywords, like music librarian, music therapist, um, yeah, stuff like that. And then it was cold emails to professors, music conductors, um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I feel like just looking around you, like um, I found my first interview, like I think it was like a second or third cousin uh, mm -hmm. on my father's side. So like, it's just like being able to look smaller and then grow, grow that bigger. So yeah. I feel like that's really important. So like, where do you, like you, you mentioned that you want to take a less uh, or like a lower role in Bobadis as uh, when you um, apply for college. Um, so where do you see yourself with that in a few years? Like, do you want to expand to other niches? Okay, so I love Bobadis. I love being a part of it. Um, however, it is a lot like running the blog, reaching out to people, answering emails, lessons and everything. So like I mentioned earlier, I have a cello teacher and a violin teacher. And they're both like three to four years younger than me. So I think if I transfer over a little bit of that to them um, while I'm in college or um, yeah, I will still teach online lessons, I think, because that's a, an aspect of Bow Buddies that is really important to me. I love making the connection with the students. Um, but I think I'll probably transfer over a little bit of Bow Buddies and kind of um, make it so that they can really focus on it. Um, and then for the expansion part, we've kind of already expanded, you know, like from where we first started with just workshops to lessons to the blog to more in-person events. But I think in the future, um, more in-person events would be awesome um, to engage the community more. Yeah, for sure. Um love what you're doing with that like I I realized as I asked that question like what about other niches like well you've already done like almost everything um, that you can do in that case so like um, focusing more back on that network and getting yourself out there um, how did you do that like I feel like most of us are like introverted and it's really hard to really just make that change overnight and just start asking people, cold emailing people. So like, how did you build that, I guess, stamina, I guess, and prepare yourself for networking and meeting new people? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think myself, I'm introverted um, usually, or I'm a little bit cautious about like going up to new people and like just chatting them up. But I think it gets, easier as you go along it's like with public speaking or anything else um like the more you do it the easier it gets so one of the first people i reached out to um he has a youtube presence he has a pretty big following and i had been like watching this guy since elementary school reached out to him no response whatsoever and i was like really bummed out but um i just kept going kept cold emailing people and once people started responding i think it was 
gratifying almost that they would um, respond to me and want to be part of the blog. So once people started responding, it was easier to say like, okay, this is um, something that people are interested in and it makes it easier to keep going. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I feel like it's really hard to quantify your impact with the or with with organizations that we found um so like how do you do that how do you like keep yourself going um during hardship and how do you just like keep yourself grounded when uh when 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 wonderful things happen mm-hmm. okay so for hardship there's always going to be times when like the reader rates are not very high or like no one's visiting the website or no one's responding to my cold emails but i think something that um always like makes me positive about bogeties is my students um i have two students that live in washington dc and i teach them online which is crazy to me um and yeah i have like three more students as well so i have a total of five and um, they're really kind and their parents are some of the most like I'm very grateful for them um, for like trusting me to teach them and so I think that's something that keeps me grounded even when like no one is responding to the cold emails Um, and then for when things are like going really well like if I have an interview that gets a whole lot of views um, I think I try to keep reaching out to people because I know that this is like one thing it won't um, keep up the like views forever so I keep trying to find more people yeah for sure I feel like some people out there are just like one hit virals and it's really hard to actually do that right like especially with content creation um and so like how do you market yourself uh like what what platforms do you use what plan oh what do you what plans do you have for the future? Mm-hmm. Okay, so for marketing, um, I try to do a lot within the Pleasanton community. So I'll put it up on the various like news websites or like the free calendars that they have. Um, and then I also like go around and pass out flyers, not pass them out, but I'll like ask the small businesses um, in Pleasanton if they could put up flyers. So for example, for the petting zoo that we're having next weekend, I biked around to the different um, pleasant uh, the different preschools in my area. I just asked them to put up the flyer. Some people said no, some people said yes, but um, yeah, I think it was good to just get yourself out there, make yourself known. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think um, um... I forgot the movie, but it's like uh, the guy says to I think Captain Cook or something like, um, "Hey, you're the, one of the worst pirates I've known out there, right?" Uh, but then he says, "Well, at least you know me, right?" So it's I feel like it's better to get yourself known, like even though you're gonna, even if you're gonna get rejected, yeah. Um, it's really important to, I guess, build that sort of presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, um. I guess uh, one one really pressing matter. I was talking with my friend last night, and he's like, "Hey, Gion, I didn't apply for any internships, any summer programs, um, and I guess and and it's like I'm gonna apply to college in a few months. So like, um, do you have any advice for like people who who are interested in business? Maybe what's the best way to t- uh, 
to make use of the summer? Okay. Um, I think maybe if you're about to be a senior in high school, um, it might be a little bit short time frame to start a whole successful endeavor unless you're planning on continuing it in college. Um, because for me, it took like I started this like June-ish of 2020. So it's been a good two years. Um, but I think if you're really passionate about it and if you're really committed to putting in the work, spending the time, then just go for it. Um, because if it's something that you're passionate about and you can see there is a need for it, then I think it will do well. Um, for the summertime, if you're looking for an internship, I guess cold emailing, even though you might get a whole, like a bunch of rejections, um, but it could work, you never know. Um, but I think if you do have a passion for something that you see needs to happen, then just try, like go ahead and try to start your own organization or business. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it doesn't even need to be business because it's a bit like, I feel like outsiders um, who aren't in the business field, they kind of underestimate how long it takes to actually be profitable, how long it takes to actually have a presence. Like, oh, you just see some guy go from zero to a million subscribers or someone go from zero to a million in revenue, right? I feel like that's, that, that's a really... Um, complex part to think about because it takes a lot of time but I guess as long as you're putting yourself out there like taking advantage of research opportunities making your own research right just delving into your passion I feel like that's really important yeah so thank you Lucy um uh, I feel like that can help many high school many confused high schoolers out there so like um as we near the end of our interview like what advice do you have for students just taking advantage of their time their relationships and opportunities to take advantage of their passions so um first thing i would say is use your network so like i said earlier i started off with like my friend my violin teacher my sister's teacher um so use your network because they're probably going to want to help you and then from there it can lead to other things and so um something i heard is like the most valuable thing is the people you know um, because one opportunity can kind of spiral into another one. So, for example, I interviewed, I cold emailed a bunch of teachers, got one interview with a kinder music teacher, and she actually, after the interview, she sent an email to um, the former director of education for the whole like international organization company. And so I had an interview with her as well. So, kind of all, all like, leads to another so use your network definitely and then um yeah that goes along with like using your relationships and then for opportunities just take the opportunity like you never know what will happen um unless you go for it so if you have an opportunity that you're interested in i think you should check it out and see what it leads to yeah i feel like most of what we've said is kind of easier said than done um it takes a lot of like mental effort to to push put yourself out there to just to just like meet new people and i feel like once someone has learned that it becomes a little bit easier um mm -hmm. when they come across the real world um and so like if you had 
a few words to say, like something that you wanted our uh, our listeners to take away from this interview, like the just what you really want them to take away, right? Um, what would you say? Don't be afraid to put yourself out there if it's something really passionate that you're really passionate about and you feel it's something worth doing then more than um, likely there will be um, an interest in it. Your organization or company will probably grow if there is a real demand for it. And so if you just go for it and um, use your network, use your opportunities, um, then you're going to likely have a successful business or, um, or organization. Yeah, for sure. Um... Thank you, Lucy, for this wonderful conversation, um, the advice, just putting yourself out there, don't be afraid to take risks. Um, and uh, for all listeners out there, if you have a younger sibling or if you, if, you, if you are interested in picking up an instrument or just building that knowledge, definitely check out Bow Buddies. Um, it's a wonderful organization. Uh, really amazing quality blogs tutoring lessons workshops everything so definitely check the check that out um and yeah i guess that's it thank you again for your time taking time out of like it's just before finals too um yeah yeah thank you for having me this was a fun um interview yeah it's definitely a pleasure and with that have a wonderful day y'all